and welcome to the Proxima Weekly, your source of news in the energy, infrastructure, and project finance sector globally. I'm your host, Maura Murphy, reporting to you from New York. Starting off today in the U.S., California Governor Gavin Newsom has signed a bill into law to establish a new centralized procurement system for clean energy resources. Assembly Bill 1373 gives the Department of Water Resources authority to act as a centralized procurement entity until 2035, and it provides $6 million to support monitoring and research into impacts of offshore wind energy development. The state has set a goal in 2022 to deploy 5 gigawatts of offshore wind by 2030 and 25 gigawatts by 2045. Newsom also signed Senate Bill 286 to accelerate the stateside offshore wind permitting process. The bill mandates state agencies and key stakeholders to collaborate and develop the long-term game plan to deploy offshore wind infrastructure. In addition, Senate Bill 605 was signed into law, which requires California Energy Commission to evaluate the use of wave energy and tidal energy to help meet the state's clean energy and pollution reduction objectives. It requires the commission to identify suitable sea space for offshore wave energy and tidal energy projects in state and federal waters with a written report due to the governor and the legislature by January 1st, 2025. The Bureau of Ocean Energy Management held the first federal offshore wind energy lease auction in the Pacific region in December of 2022. It drew competitive bids from five companies that totaled over $757 million. Moving from the U.S. and into Europe, we have two updates from Diff Capital Partners. Diff has promoted both Ken and Joshi and Kane Baumeister from managing director to partner. Kanan joined DIF in 2021 and is based in New York. She manages the New York office and is also co-head for the firm in North America and global head of digital infrastructure. Prior to joining DIV, she worked at private investment firms Upper Bay and Digital Bridge, where she was part of the team's leading data center investments. Prior experience also includes roles at JP Morgan and Deutsche Bank, advising companies across North America, LATAM, and Asia, and execution of high-profile M&A and capital raising transactions. Kane Bowmister joined DIFF in 2020 and is the London-based global head of renewable energy. Prior to DIFF, he was at Macquarie Capital and the Green Investment Group, where he originated and executed infrastructure and renewable energy investments globally. Congrats both to Conan and to Kane. Which leads us to our other update from DIFF Capital Partners. They have extended its 1.2 billion euro credit facility with its main group of lenders for another year until September of 2024. As part of this deal, ESG linked performance criteria have been added to the loan agreement, including KPIs for ESG performance relating both to DIFF as a manager and to the ESG performance improvement of the underlying portfolio. The credit facility was closed by the DIFF Infrastructure 7 Fund and is provided by a club of banks, including ABN AMRO, BMO, BNP Paribas, HSBC, ING, National Bank of Canada, Rabobank, and Santander CIB. ING Bank acted as sustainability coordinator. And next up, a story from the UK. The Banks Group has sold a battery energy storage system project located at the former Thorpe Marsh Power Station near Doncaster, United Kingdom. The project was sold to independent power producer West Burton Energy, which already operates the West Burton Power Station and battery energy storage systems in Nottinghamshire, United Kingdom. 
Banks submitted a planning application for the 2.9 gigawatt hour Thorpe Marsh Green Energy Battery Storage Project to Doncaster Metropolitan Borough Council at the start of the year. West Burton Energy will now take the project on through the planning process, construction, and into operation. The Banks Group was advised by Rothschild & Co. and Ashurst during the transaction. West Burton Energy was advised by Burness Paul. And lastly, in the UK this week, Bewa RE has secured planning approval for its 57 megawatt or 171 megawatt hour Meadow Farm battery energy storage project in Stockton-on-Tees, England. The project is poised to become one of the largest standalone battery storage facilities in Europe and marks the company's first foray into the UK's energy market. Its primary role will be to enhance the stability of the local electricity grid, offering flexibility and support for the integration of renewable energy sources. Moving from Europe and into Middle East, Iraq's capital Baghdad has attracted 42 companies bidding to undertake waste-to-energy projects according to the city's municipality. The projects would process nearly 9,000 tons per day of solid waste as feedstock to generate 45 megawatts of electricity. The authorities will select 9 to 11 companies to invest in the projects. The electricity ministry will negotiate with the successful parties with the electricity expected to be sold around 12 cents per megawatt hour. Moving from the Middle East and into Asia Pacific, the Asian Development Bank has been mandated as transaction advisor to help the Philippines Power Sector Assets and Liabilities Management Corporation to monetize the Kalaraya Bodokan Kalakayan or CBK hydroelectric power plant complex and enhance energy security in the country's main island of Luzon. The hydroelectric power plant complex comprises three separate facilities with a contracted capacity of 796.64 megawatts and plays a central role in the Luzon power system. It is run by IPP, which is CBK Power, under a 25-year build, rehabilitate, operate, transfer contract, which will expire in 2026. ADB's advisory services through its Office of Markets, Development and Public-Private Partnerships will support the transfer of the facilities to the private sector at an optimal value for the government, while ensuring the government's overall objectives of energy security and grid stability are met. Moving from the Philippines and into Australia, Australia has opened EOI for its $2 billion Australian dollar hydrogen Head Start program aimed at scaling up the production of renewable hydrogen to support the nation's goals of becoming a renewable energy superpower. This initiative not only promises to drive renewable energy production, but also presents new opportunities for manufacturing and various industries while contributing to Australia's decarbonization commitments. Australia currently boasts one of the world's largest pipelines of announced hydrogen projects, estimated to be valued between 200 billion and 300 billion Australian. However, many of these projects are facing hurdles in the progress due to the existing disparity between market price for renewable hydrogen and the production costs. The Hydrogen Head Start program will allow $2 billion in revenue support for selected large-scale renewable hydrogen projects. The program is designed to expedite the growth of Australia's hydrogen in uh, industry, positioning the nation as a key player in the global hydrogen market. By supporting renewable hydrogen projects, the program will further the growth of clean energy sectors in Australia, fostering innovation and job creation. Australia's participation in the program will facilitate connections to emerging global hydrogen supply chains, bolstering international collaborations and trade opportunities. The Hydrogen Head Start program will be administered by the Australian Renewable 
Energy Agency, which has a commendable track record in renewables investment and has played a pivotal role in numerous major hydrogen initiatives within the country. The program's implementation will follow a two-stage competitive process, with the initial EOI stage open for submissions from October 10th, 2023 to November 10th of 2023. Eligible projects must be based in Australia and powered by 100% renewable energy, aligning with the nation's commitment to sustainability and to clean advancement. The last story for today is also in Asia Pacific. Chem One will develop an HVO renewables fuels plant alongside its newest petrochemicals facility, the Pengarang Energy Complex. A decision was taken to arrange separate financing deals rather than integrating the two projects after complications arose in talks over the PEC. An ECA-backed deal for the PEC is expected to reach financial close by the end of 2023 or in early 2024 with the support of the ISDB and the ICIEC. Hydro-treated vegetable oil, which is HVO, is a second-generation biofuel produced from entirely renewable feedstocks. It's often used in hard-to-abate transport sectors to reduce fuel emissions, and demand is expected to ramp up over the coming years. A blended version of sustainable aviation fuel could be used to support airlines in their decarbonization efforts. Given the green credentials of the project, financing is not expected to present any issues, and Chem1 hopes that the two projects can begin production at the same time. A launch date of mid-2026 has been touted previously, but of course this is subject to change. And that's all for this week. If you'd like to see any more about any of these articles, then please do visit us at proximoinfra.com. Until next week.